0: get up get out of
1: here and go covering the crew all season long on WTMJ it's Brewers Extra Innings now live from American Family Field here's your host
2: Dominic Cotronio what a win Jerry I tell you what my friend you sure know how to pick them right now 10-2 the victory for the Brew Crew they defeat the Orioles. They've won the series. They'll go for the sweep tomorrow. I'm Dominic Catronio. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. 855 616 one six twenty. Jerry Augustine with us here again tonight. Jerry, I was worried that missing yesterday, being such a thriller, ten innings. Joey Weimer show coming in there in the clutch at the end. It turned out it was just waking him up, and today he sets a rookie record, going four for four with eleven total bases, two homers, a double, and a single. What a night for the kid! Where do I mean? I don't even know where to begin. Just saying, incredible stuff from Joey Weimer.
3: Yeah, no, we saw it on the last road trip where he's starting to swing the bat very well getting the ball to all fields. And, you know, the one thing you like about him is he he goes up there with the idea that he's going to put the ball in play and uh, gets a little aggressive sometimes on the pitches away from him. But uh, I'll tell you what, tonight he just went up there and what a great job last night getting a breaking ball late in the ball game that up over the middle plate and uh, was able to drive the run in. But tonight he was just very good at the plate, Four for four, five RBI, scoring two runs himself. Uh, You talk about a career night for a young ball player. A guy who was really starting to swing the bat well, I'll tell you what, Joey Weimer had a great night.
2: He's increased his batting average by 40 points. More than that now at this point, actually. By 49 points during this eight-game hitting streak that he's on. Uh, This was the third game of these eight that he's had multiple hits. He's now got seven extra base hits, excuse me, eight extra base hits during this stretch of the 13 hits. That's a 15.63 uh, OPS. And the, I think the most important number when it comes to Joey Weimer is the strikeouts, obviously. Uh, in 27 at-bats, he's only got four strikeouts during this eight-game hitting streak, which isn't breaking news. To, oh, wow, he's hitting the ball well and he's not striking out in hitting streak. But for Joey Weimer, given the strikeouts had been his kryptonite to see him make contact, this is what we know he can produce.
3: Yeah, you know, the one thing I really noticed on him is being a little bit more patient at the plate. I think one thing you all say about young ball players coming up to the big leagues, you really don't get a good feel of hitting in the major league level until you get like 500 at bats and Joey hasn't had that yet. And so he's still learning, but his approach, uh, when you look at the last road trip at, towards the end where he started swinging the bat pretty well, was has been very good. Yes, they do make some good pitches on the ball, down and away from them, but you can't make a mistake on them. And I think the one thing that I really respect out of him is what he's been doing lately. He hits mistakes. As a pitcher goes in, you better make a good pitch, a quality pitch in a good spot, because if you miss with it, he's going to hurt you with it, and he's done that. And he showed it tonight uh, with the five, four for four and the five RBIs. Last night, getting that breaking ball was a mistake pitch. But He put a good okay. swing on it, drove the run in. He's swinging the bat pretty well.
2: And then the first or excuse me, the second homer he hit tonight was on a breaking ball and it was off of a lefty. Uh and then the first homer he hit off Dean Kramer was on a, a flat cutter that he hit out of the yard on the first pitch of the at-bat. The other thing is he's been aggressive, and this is what we've known Joey to do. He's never up there shy. Like you said, he's up there ready to hit every single time. The first homer came on the first pitch of the at-bat. The RBI single came on the third pitch. The double came on the first pitch. And then the last homer came on the third pitch of the at-bat. There is something about being aggressive and forcing. I mean, also, he's the nine-hitter, right? He's going to see more strikes, and maybe most nine-hitters are going to, given the fact that his breaking ball numbers aren't very good. But most naturally, nine-hitters are going to see more strikes. And now Joey's finally punishing those strikes.
3: Yeah, he is. And, you know, you like what he does here. You talked about... Getting in the first against the right handed pitcher, going after pitches, being aggressive on the pitches in the strike zone, seeing what you had. You got a zone. A lot of guys talk about young ball players, the way they swing the bat. They'll look for a zone, and when they get the ball in the zone, they're going to swing it. Left handers are a little bit different. I like the way he did when he hit that ball, home run off the left hander. He was patient at the plate, took a good look at it, and got a pitch that the, I think the pitcher didn't want to put the ball right in that spot. But I'll tell you what, it was a spot that he liked, and he drove the ball at the ballpark. Just a great night at the ballpark. you got to like what he's doing, he's playing so well defensively. But I'll tell you what, offensively, starting to do the things you you need to do as a young ball player to help your ball come and He's stepping up, and that's what you like to see. And, and
2: one more thing on Joey here. we We talk a lot about rookies. You know, maybe they'll have a hot start, which is what we saw for all of the Brewers rookies in the first month, first couple weeks of the season, and then the league is inevitably going to adjust against you. Then it's on you to make the adjustment back. And just to give the example, today, the Brewers optioned Bryce Terang, and we'll talk about Bryce a little bit later on in the program, but he he was one for his last 41 going into last night, and he guess he got a couple hits, including the clutch single to keep the game alive, but... You know he didn't make the adjustment quickly enough, and he gets sent down to Nashville. Here is Joey Weimer now looking like he's made the adjustment, and plus his the uh, you know how much he's been needed defensively, but now he's making the adjustment offensively to say, oh, he might be finally turning a corner, seeing how teams are attacking him. Do you agree with that statement?
3: I agree. I, I think the one thing you look at at, at, at Terang a little bit. Really was getting, he was having a little bit of a tough time with hard, good, good velocity fastballs on the inside part of the plate. They look like they would crowd him and then go away. And it seems like he wanted needed the ball up and away and he wanted to go the other way. Uh, he had a ball hit where he pulled it the other day it was a break-a-ball guy made a mistake on. But, but you know, he was just struggling at the plate a little bit. Being sometime when you talk about pitchers throwing the ball at good spots, well, that's what they were doing at Terrain. But you talk about Joey Weimer. What he is able to do is play coverage. He's making pitchers make good pitches on him. When you make a pitch on him, you better get the ball in if you go in off the plate because he's strong enough to muscle the ball and drive the ball to the ballpark or get a base hit. The ball away, when he can get his arms extended, he'll take the ball the opposite way. And I think that's one thing I like about Joey Weimer as a young hitter, being able to hit that ball the opposite way on a bad pitch. And I we saw Terrain starting to do it the other night. He took that ball away from him, and that little changeup, and he went the opposite way. Those are things you have to do. Those are the development things you have to do as a young player to be good offensively in the big leagues. But we're seeing Joey Weaver really making some, some big strides as far as being having good plate coverage, covering, covering pitches that are in the middle part of the plate, being able to muscle ball balls for bases, but at the same time, Making those pitchers make good pitches on them.
2: All right. We're going to give plenty of time to Corbin Burns, though. I want to give a full segment to Corbin. Eight innings, just two hits allowed. We'll dive into the numbers in just a moment. Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value. Only Fifth Third Can Deliver, Fifth Third Bank, National Association, Member FDIC. We still got more with Augie. I'm Dom, 855 616 1620 Come on in, hang out with you till 1030 on WTMJ. Coming up,
1: more Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ.
2: Welcome back. I'm Tom Catronio with Jerry Augustine. Thanks for being with us on a Wednesday night. We spent the whole first segment talking about Joey Weaver. And as we should, four for four, a rookie really turning the corner. He's got an eight-game hitting streak going right now. Great stuff to see. From Weems, as he would say, that's gas. Uh, I can't grow a mullet. Uh, both Matzik and I are bald. But maybe that could become the hairstyle of the summer here in Milwaukee. <laughs> But, I mean, Corbin Burns, he's still got the flow going, Augie, and tonight looked like Cy Burns really for the first time in a couple of months. This is exactly the start that Corbin Burns needed to get back on track.
3: You know, so often we talk about pitchers making adjustments and what they have to do in the game, and I thought right from the beginning, I thought what Corbin did was make an adjustment. Hunter Wendelstead had a strike zone that was a little bit – a little bit forgiving where you could get, you could expand that strike zone and he was getting that cutter on the inside part of the plate and down in the strike zone. And I tell you, Corbin saw that. He took advantage of it and he owned it all night long. I thought when you talk about Corbin Burns and the cutter that he had tonight, where he located the ball, he threw 96 pitches, 72 strikes. That's about 75% strike. That's very unheard of when you talk about the way he threw the ball tonight locating it, throwing the ball to good zones. I'm going to tell you why. You talk about a Cy Young. Tonight was a Cy Young type out, and he threw the ball very well. And I look at a lot
2: of things when it comes to a starting pitcher and how they're being successful, what's working, things of that nature. We know Corbin has the cutter. The league knows Corbin has the cutter. And some people have always, you know, Maybe say, oh, he relies too much on it. He's, he's got to find another way to get guys out. I, I agree, but then nights like tonight remind me why I disagree. Because when Corbin Burns is able to use his cutter like a pitch just to get outs on, not necessarily strikeouts on, he can get weak contact, shatter bats, make guys uncomfortable. And tonight, the number that I look at, the two things that I think are coincided, he used his cutter 68% of the time tonight. That's one of his highest ra- higher rates of the season. And he had his lowest career exit velocity against, meaning he had the lowest average hard contact against him of any game he has ever started in his big league career tonight. I think those two things are correlated. Seeing all these lefties he saw in the order today from the Orioles, they were never comfortable from the jump.
3: Well, I tell you, I think right from the beginning he said, I'm going to go out there tonight after what he saw the night before, and I'm going to try to dominate with my cutter, my good fastball style cutter. And he did that right from the first hitter. Uh, when you look at it and see the way he went, he went on the ball game and and what he did. And you look at a guy like Frazier, who's always been a, a nemesis against the Brewers. He went up there and he really went right after with the. With, uh, with that cutter, cutter and was able to strike him out. But I thought what he did really well tonight is not only did he locate the ball down in his zone very well with that cutter and up in his zone when he needed it with good velocity, is he used his changeup really effective tonight. He kept the Orioles off stride a little bit with that changeup. he threw that probably a little bit more than he usually does, and then he used his breaking ball. Always using that breaking ball. He's, a, he's built off of three pitchers. He has a good curveball and a slider and that cutter. Those are his three main pitches. He's got other great pitches. He's got the good fastball and a good changeup. But those are his main pitches. And what he does is when he can build off of those three pitches, he is very good. And I thought tonight he did that, building off of that good cutter, showing this curveball, but really using that changeup effectively. And that's where you got that exit velocity when you just kept the uh, Oreo hitters off strike he threw the ball very well i thought this might be his best outing of the year
2: he it absolutely was his best outing of the year if you ask me 96 pitches 72 strikes he had one three ball count all night and when the season that he struggled with walks obviously did not walk a batter uh i i don't want to turn this into oh my gosh how could he not go out there look at how soft modern pitchers are but at the same time like i personally would have liked to see Corbin Burns go out there. This me personally as a baseball fan, see Corbin go back out there for the complete game shutout. However, I completely having not heard Craig Council's comments yet, or Corbin's comments yet, I completely understand why he didn't. It is June seventh, and if the Brewers play better in the second half, they're hoping they're gonna play into mid-October. So save a few throws, and I don't want this to be a big devolve. Baseball fan wise, yeah, I wanted them for the ninth. Brewers, you know, administration front office cap on. Yeah, I understand why they didn't.
3: I, you know, I, Dom, when you look at, at what's going on with the Brewer organization, you got to look at the rotation now. They got. They've got starters that, you know, if you said beginning of season, they wouldn't be even in the ball game. They wouldn't even be out on the, st- on the mound starting games for the Brewers. And I think because of the injuries they've had and what's going on and they're not a hundred percent healthy yet. What you want to do is you want to keep that one guy, that number one guy, you want to keep him as healthy as possible. And I'll tell you what, you get a game like this where you got a 10 nothing lead. He's got 96 pitches. He's throwing the ball very well. He's in a zone. He's feeling comfortable right now. I think you think about long-term. And I thought quickly to take him out in the game. It's good to get Royce in the game and let him throw anything. But Corbin Burns was dialed in, and that's where you want to keep him. You saw him his last time out starting to get that good feel. This time out, he was really dialed in. That's where you want to keep him. Let him go the 8 innings like he did. That's exactly what you needed out of him tonight. And he did just an outstanding job. And that's that building block you need, and you need him to be there all season long for you.
2: What a week for Weimer. This text from Josh here in Milwaukee. He seems to be picking up where Mitchell had to bow out. Burns was brilliant, and it happened all the night that Willie returned. I think that Terang needs some consistent at-bats to gain some confidence. Thoughts on today's roster move. Appreciate the text, Josh. We'll talk about that and our difference-making moment coming up in the next segment. Brewers win big, 10-2 over the Orioles. They've claimed the series over Baltimore. Back with Augie after this. On
1: deck, more Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ.
2: Brewers win 10 2 with Gary Augustine. I'm Dom Catronio. A couple of texts have rolled in here about the 40 man. We're going to get to those in just a moment. Right now, it's time for our difference-making moment of the game. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Annex Wealth Management's different, not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need, but for elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need, contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference at AnnexWealth.com. Augie, you got a pick for your difference-making moment tonight? Uh,
3: You're going to laugh at me, actually. I have actually... I thought the Adamas home run was huge in the bottom of the first. You season. did not steal oh, that from me. That. I was going to pick that one. Uh, no, I, that's not my – that. but that's not my moment. I just want to say oh, okay. that's what I would usually do. Honest to God, I really believe that the, my big moment in the game was Adam Fraser leading off the game and way Corbin Birds went after him. The pitches that he made to, to Fraser Fraser's a good hitter played with Pittsburgh, was a nemesis against the Brewers, and he just dominated them. When I saw the way he went about that, about that at bat, making those pitches, he went up and in on them until you had a good break them all down and strike them out, I'll tell you what, I knew right then tonight was going to be a special night. I would say, for me, that was my turning point in the game because he was going to be dominant. You could tell from that first hitter, and I'm, sure enough, he went out and had a great ball game.
2: I mean, he had an 0-2 count on the first three hitters of the game. I mean, he came out of the gates blazing for Corbin Burns. I like that. But yes, as my reaction tells you, for me it was Willie Adamas. Today in the clubhouse... There was a mix of moods, right? Bryce Terang on his way out, packing up his bags. Willie Adamas on the way back in, activated from the concussion list, still with a little bit of a bruise underneath of his uh, eye there on his left side from getting hit in the face. I mean, he had a big black eye last week, so to see him almost completely healed up. And then the reason why it's my difference-making moment is because it almost didn't happen. He was ahead of the count 3-0, and took a pitch he thought was wide, and then... Uh, stack called it a strike, so he steps back in the box. If he had taken that walk, we don't get that moment, and he hits the home run, and you could feel there was more energy behind it. Not just because it was a home run to give the Brewers a lead, but because it was Willie, and it was the clubhouse life, and it was everything that he went through in the last 13 days or so to get him back to this point, and it was scary, but at the end of the day, he made it clear to the media today, I'm fine, and I'm lucky, and I'm happy for it, but I just want to play ball, and that officially put what happened a week and a half ago in the box and said, all right, throw that box away. It's good to move on.
3: You know, you go in tonight's ballgame, and you talk about special moments, and that's what we're talking about right now with Adamas. And you're right on, Dom. I, I tell you, for, to have that first inning, to have him come to the plate, to hit the ball at the ballpark, there's some reason why certain players do things on the baseball field that become very special. And really, Adamas is one of those guys. A lot of things he does, He whether it's on the defensive side, offensive side, no matter what he does, the way he builds up his teammates, whatever he does in the clubhouse, whatever he does, he's a special style player. And we'll see what happened to him a couple weeks ago. For him to come back, hit that home run in the first inning, get the Brewers on the board was really special.
2: Uh, text here from Jerry in, Bay- in Bayview. The crew getting ready, getting the fire and ready to take off. I agree. They've won back to back series. Get this for the first time since April when they won back to back series against the Pontres and the Mariners. So it's been a little bit of a stop and go year all year for Milwaukee. Maybe this is a sign of some momentum to come given they won three out of four against Cincinnati. Maybe they caught them at a perfect time, given when Ellie De La Cruz has started with the Reds. Now they've taken two or three from the Orioles, and then the A's will come to town over the weekend. But le- let's talk briefly here, before I let you go, Augie, about the Bryce Terang move. And the corresponding move, you know, with Willie Adams being activated, they optioned Bryce Terang down to A. You know, a lot of folks kind of maybe overreacted a little bit to it, trying to see, like, oh my gosh, how could you option Terang? This kid's going to be a-, a massive part of your future. That's the other thing I want to make clear. Bryce Tarang is twenty three years old. He has got a long career ahead of him. He's hitting two oh five, a five sixty one OPS. The league has figured him out in a way. The defense always showed up, but maybe this is an opportunity for him to, to hit the reset button down in Nashville.
3: I agree. I I think when first of all you gotta think about a young player and you look at what Bryce Terrang has meant to the Brewers. He had the big grand slam earlier in the earlier in the season, but You look at what he's done for Murs. He's solidified himself as a solid defensive player. you got to be strong up the middle. What has he done? He's gone in at second base and just played outstanding. Sure, he can play short, but second base has been fantastic. He's proven to be one of the better second basemen in all of baseball. Another aspect he brings to the the ball team is his speed. Running the bases, he can steal a base. He gets on base. He makes things happen. The one area where hitters struggle, young hitters struggle, and they go through, and I'm sure Joey, Joey Wimmer is going to go through it, is at the plate. And it's getting those at-bats and understanding what you have to do on the league level to be successful. And he just went through a, a, a slump where he just wasn't swinging the bat, swinging at bad pitches. They were pitching him a certain way, and he couldn't make the adjustments. Last game, he did. He had a, couple, he had a good night last night. swung the bat good. But to be able to go down – pressure off you and work on some things get a good 50 to 100 at-bats will do nothing but make Bryce Terang a better player and I'll tell you what they need him he's a good solid player and he's really steady and I'll tell you why he makes this team a very good defensive team so all the positives I think going down is really going to help Bryce Terang.
2: Jerry Augustine here on Brewers Extra Innings only time will tell with Bryce but I agree with you And, and he was very upbeat I'll have audio from Bryson tomorrow night's Brewers Weekly after the game. Uh, we'll be live at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Uh, won't have a traditional post game, so you can hear all about that in your podcast feeds as well. Augie, appreciate your insight as always, my friend. And you brought two W's with you this week, so hopefully more to come down the road when the A's come to town.
3: Well, I'll tell you what, playing this, as good as they are against the Cincinnati team was an interesting series, and they went and played very well. Now coming and playing this good Baltimore team, an opportunity to sweep. Can't get better than that. Need to, need be, to a lot. be smart. That'd be a good way to end this that series.
2: That'd be a good statement there and some belief in themselves to get June off to the right foot. My thanks to you, Augie. We'll have more to come here on WTMJ after this.
1: On deck, more Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ.
0: Hit down the left field line. It is back. game for Joey Weimer and the Brewers have on a 10 spot on Baltimore Jeff Levering's
2: call as Joey Weimer had himself a night, he's got a hit in five straight at bats by the way I gotta check on that. that's a record by the time we're on the air again tomorrow Brewers get the victory by a 10-2 final Let's talk about who's hot and who's cold. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust your family's comfort at home this summer with Cider. And don't wait until it's too late for your AC preventative maintenance. Schedule your appointment today at Cider, dot com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. Who's hot? Who else but Joey Weimer? We talked about the numbers a moment ago, but during this eight-game hitting streak, He's hitting 481. he he's got a 563 on base, a 1,000 slugging, yes, a 1,000 slugging percentage. He's got eight extra base hits of the 13 hits he's got in this eight-game streak. He's only got four strikeouts versus eight extra base hits. He's also drawn five walks, and he's a perfect two-for-two in stolen bases. Uh, The reason why he's not stealing more bases is because he's just not on first base. He's been hitting doubles, he's been hitting homers, he's been hitting the ball hard, too, which I think is such a huge, massive step forward for him right now. I think that's going to be a a big topic to watch cuz the other thing to remember, Joey's had one essentially one day off this season. One. And it was, you know, in, in early mid-May, and then he had to get right back in there when guys were going and dropping like flies getting hurt all the time and when Garrett Mitchell was here, he he was, you know, still playing right field a lot, then Garrett wouldn't be playing against lefties, and then Joey would playing center, and then he started hitting lefties well. I mean, he has got to be feeling it right now, and he's somebody that comes to the ballpark ready to go every single day. I give him a lot of credit for staying hot right now. We'll see how long this ridiculous stretch lasts for him right now. As for who's cold, trying to figure out what's going on with the Central. The Pirates dropped two out of three, to the Oakland A's this week. And they got bludgeoned in the last two games. 11 to 2 yesterday, and they had the first game of the afternoon today. They lost 9 to 5, but they gave up 7 runs in the first inning. The A's have now 14 wins this year, 14 and 50. But the rest of the central aside from the Reds, no one really is off to blazing trails right now. So the Brewers at 34 and 28 Pittsburgh still the only other team above 500 at 32 and 29. They're a game and a half back technically. Cincinnati wins on another walk off today. This time it was Will Benson, his first homer of the year, and it was electric. Ellie De La Cruz's first big league homer there as well. Brewers don't see them again until the end of the first half. Cubs has starting to uh, take on some water now. They're seven games under on the road. Uh, 8 games under overall 26 and 34 and the Cardinals won tonight. They're 26 and 37. They won by the slimmest of margins, 1 to nothing. John Gray a complete game, 10 strikeout, one run allowed with no walks, and he got the loss. Crazy game out there in Arlington for that one. But the NL Central aside from the Brewers and the Reds is pretty cold right now. Looking ahead to tomorrow's series finale with the O'Reals, Colin Ray gets the ball again against Kyle Bradish. Bradish two and two, a four one three ERA, forty eight innings, a one three five WHIP. Opponents hitting two sixty nine off of him. He doesn't strike out a lot of guys. Forty one Ks and in forty eight innings. Pretty decent control. You know about three walks per nine innings or so. Uh, It's not that terrible, not that great either. Keeps the ball in the yard for the most part. Braddish making his 11th start of the year. As for Colin Ray, he's given the Brewers chances to win just about every time he's gone out there. Uh, in his last start, five innings, six hits, three runs against the Cincinnati Reds. He earned the win in that one. He's actually won three consecutive decisions, going back to his five and a third shutout innings against the Houston Astros since returning to the team after being uh, optioned down to A. even though he didn't even make a start in A during that gap. So that's who's hot and who's cold right now, brought to you by Cider. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up next on Brewers Extra Innings. On deck,
1: more Brewers Extra Innings. On deck, more Brewers Extra Innings.
2: report's coming out from the clubhouse right now. It's got me worried. Corbin Burns on Joey Weimer. This is from Adam McCalvey. He got a good haircut, and now he's the best hitter on the planet. I'm going to pause and say I don't know if it's a good haircut. Granted, I don't have any hair, so I'm not one to judge. If the Brewers make the postseason, Adam continued... Burns vowed to get a mullet, too. It's going to be the haircut of the summer in Milwaukee, said Christian Yelich, as if that's a new development. I tweeted that earlier today, just saying. I don't think Craig Council has any hair talk in this one. Plenty to talk about Burns and Weimer.
4: And a 10-2 victory for the Brewers. Here's the skipper. I mean, I think he's he's aggressive, um, seeing the ball good, and um, just trusting what he's doing. Is it? is it hard to explain the difference between the like the first couple of months and, and what's happening right now? Because like we knew that power was in there, but it just wasn't necessarily showing up. Well, I mean, I think players get hot and he's, it may maybe take him, took him a little while and he's obviously in a, in a really good stretch right now where he's seeing the ball. Well, um, getting good pitches to hit um, and not missing them. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where it is. And, um, you no, know, it's 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 producing a lot of offense and doing big things for us. Is it good too to see that it's like a whole field right the first homer the field? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think that's when you know a guy's really really going well, and the kind of ball is going all over the park. Um, you know that that's there's no question that that's um, you know it makes makes the other team look like what do we throw this guy when the ball's going everywhere so. Um, he's he's swinging the bat well and having great at bats There's was also cutter slider the, the, from a right hander i think the first or the uh yeah the first one is that significant for him just to get on some right handers yeah i mean he's i mean during this stretch i think he swung the belt swing swung it well against right handers as well so um you know he's he's right now he's hammering strikes how about the entire offense tonight the timely hitting yeah. I mean, the two out hits early in the game were, were big for sure. Um, a whole bunch of them. Um, so that was, that was kind of the name of it to me it was just big two out hits. Burns was like, is that, I mean, he had a great start in Arizona as well. Yeah. Um, same sort of stuff. Tonight? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he did it with, with real like efficiency and ease. That's for sure. Um, you know, the, the, and he threw it. I mean, the big thing to me is he was just all over the strike zone. There's tons of strikes, um, challenging on every pitch for for the hitters, um, and then that you know they just there was not a lot of favorable counts for the hitters, and so that that you know obviously puts him in a hole with a guy like with Corbin stuff. Did the cutter look as good as it has all year for him tonight. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, and when when you throw eight, eight shutout innings, everything's pretty good. Everything's pretty darn good to
2: say the least there, Kurt. Come on, Kurt. Of course it was looking good. Of course that was the best it looked. All right, let's listen to the highlights. That's coming up next on Brewers Extra Innings.
1: Coming up, more Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio.
2: Yes, it was the Joey Weimer and Corbin Burns show tonight and a 10-2 victory for the Brew Crew, but it actually started with the return. Willie Adamas activated off the seven-day concussion IL, and he made his presence known immediately.
0: To the left, center and deep.
2: A shot from Bob Uecker on the call. to left center, 400 feet away. Willie goes yard. 1-0 crew. Then the show really began with Joey Weimer in the third.
0: Drills this one into the gap in right center. Backs on Tondare. Looking up. It's gone. Two straight swings for Weimer. This time a two-run blast. And the Brewers have a 3-0 lead.
2: And he wouldn't be done. Back up again just
0: one inning later,
2: wasting no time. Little flare,
0: shallow right, and it's going to get down. Anderson's coming around to score. It's 4-0 Brewers on another RBI knock for Joey Weimer.
2: Jeff Levering's call there. So the Brewers up 5-0 all the while. Corbin Burns is mowing down the Baltimore Orioles. Through five innings, he had six strikeouts. Nobody had even touched second base against him. Only allowed two weak singles. In the fifth inning, a cool moment. John Singleton back in the big leagues for the first time in eight years, and he's in the RBI column as well.
0: Swinging and a liner down the left field line, stay fair, baby. It is into the corner. Owen Miller around third. He's coming on, and he'll score on a double by John Singleton.
2: His first RBI since the 2015 season. Congratulations to John. The Brewers would continue to pour it on from there. Brian Anderson, an RBI single on an excuse me swing up the middle. That made it six to nothing. Then another run comes in and an RBI double from Andrew Monasterio in the seventh. And all set the stage. Joey Weaver was searching for the cycle in the bottom of the seventh inning. He was thinking more than that. Hit
0: down the left field line. It is back. It is gone. A two-homer game for Joey Weimer. And the Brewers have on a 10 spot on Baltimore. And don't forget, even when you're throwing some bat, you got to throw some glove, too. 1-1. One, one. Hit on a line. Right center. There's Weimer diving and making the catch. Have yourself a night. Joey Weimer. Four for four. Two homers. Five RBIs. And now a nice sliding catch in the gap in right center. He
2: sets a Brewers rookie record with 11 total bases, surpassing the mark that was previously 10, held by a handful of guys, including our co host Jeff Cirillo, Bill Schroeder, and a handful of others as well. Congrats to Joey, congrats to Corbin. He gets the win. The Brewers win 10 2. We'll wrap up the program after this on WTMJ. Coming up,
1: more Brewers extra innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ.
2: Last couple minutes here of the program. Saw a few texts that came in here as well. Uh, I want to address these in tomorrow's Brewers Weekly. You can catch it live at 8 o'clock on WTMJ. Uh, It will be a pre-taped episode, but I've got a lot of good stuff already in the can for you that I'm very excited to talk about. I'm going to record it, though. After tomorrow's game, it'll air at 8 o'clock. Uh, Looking forward to y'all hearing that as well. Going to talk about Bryce Terrain, going to talk about some defense specifically from Christian Yelich, and also Quentin is going to join the show as well. Uh, Also get the reaction to this question, what's the ideal optimal four-person outfield ignoring present injuries on the 40-man. I'll get to that as well. We'll talk a lot about the move. We'll talk about what the future looks like, some injury updates we got today as well. Mike in Colorado texting in, started with burns on the mound, even with 16 hits, and Poor runners in scoring position left them miss, But, hey, that means they're getting offense, Mike. Nice offensive output anyway. Excellent victory. Win or lose tomorrow. Just keep the offense alive. I agree. Appreciate the text there, as always. Another couple of tweets here. Nothing being made of Victor Caratini being Burns' personal catcher. I will definitely address this in tomorrow's Brewers Weekly. So, tune into that. We got some uh, word on that as well. Uh, break down the numbers for you, too. And this isn't a slight on on William at all. It's just the fact is uh there's an added year of curve advance for Caratini as opposed to Contreras. So I'll explain all of that in tomorrow's program. As for the game, it's a 110 first pitch again, Kyle Bradish for the O's against Colin Ray for the Brewers. We'll be on the air at twelve thirty five with the on deck show. Jeff Levering, Bob Euchre of course, will get you ready for the ball game And we'll wrap up the series with the Orioles. And then the A's come to town 7-10 on Friday, 3-10 on Saturday, and 1-10 on Sunday. So it should be a great time to be at the ballpark. My thanks to Sam Butson, our producer, and my thanks to Jerry Augustine for joining in on the program as well. I'm Dom Catronio. Until next time, keep on swinging.